turned to Travis. I'm like, do you think men could like take a couple of years off for making movies? Like we we've established that ladies can handle it for a while. And you guys just just take a break, yeah. you know, just don't do don't make stuff anymore. And, and, and we'll handle it. Um, and somehow men will still get nominated for the Oscars for those projects. But <laughs> maybe you guys just take a breather. Um, that being said, we're going to ha- welcome to afternoon if I'd. A podcast where no men were involved at any point in the process. Well, see, that's the that's the uh, <laughs> the rub with this episode. Uh, that's that's the joke. Actually, I realized halfway through saying that. <laughs> um, today, uh, for this super romantic Valentine's Day episode, where a- a- Emily put in as little effort as as humanly possible. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I'll do something fun for for my next mini. <laughs> Fuck the next episode. That it's going to be boring. Um, but no, my my next mini will be. Uh, creepy. I'm going on vacation, so lots of stuff there. Anyway, so uh, today we're gonna read um two Grimm's fairy tales stories written by by men um about women. <laughs> well, there are women present, much like a Christopher Nolan movie. There are women present. Women are are technically on the screen the whole time. Well, not the whole time, but <laughs> they were in the room. They do say words. A few of them. Actually, we watched The Island last night after I turned off the terrible um, Hellraiser movie. And Ivan McGregor, Scarlett Johansson? Hell yeah. (laughs) I didn't hate it. Uh, I had fun. And um, I appreciate that Michael Bay is just like, "Ah, let's make movies with explosions and titties in it. Like, who gives a shit? I remember seeing that in theaters and enjoying it when I was, was I don't know, 17 or whenever that came out. Came out in 2005. Yeah, that's probably about right. Wow. Yep. (laughs) It was actually exactly right with my age there. Good job me for remembering exactly how old I was when that movie came out. But spoiler alert, there are two Ewan McGregors in it, which I always approve of. Never, never a bad thing. <laughs> Could have been more Scarlett Johansson's, but you know, you, you work what with you what you have. Um, but it was refreshing to like watch a movie by someone who is not like, you have to watch this in 35 millimeter with surround sound. And if you don't, you're an animal, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> It's fine. I don't have a vendetta or anything. Um, so yeah, we're gonna read two Grimm's fairy tales, and I chose one story that had the horniest title that I could find um, in my little book of Grimm's, and then one that had um, a, a romantic title. I I love. I really hope you're like when in, you're going into these totally blind because. Oh yeah, I, I skimmed. Um, this is uh, entirely title based. Fantastic. I love it. So our first story, we'll start horny and then <laughs> kind of ease into the romance. <laughs> Can't wait to see how horny this indeed is. It is very short, um, but it is called The Singing Bone. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, wow. I haven't done this voice in a while. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Are you still just that- laughing about the concept of bone? No, it's like, that's the horniest title you could find. <laughs> um. So... <laughs> There were some where it's like there's a funny word in here, um, like the cunning little tailor or uh, the tale of cockadoodle. <laughs> oh, there was one that I almost did for this one. The devil's sooty brother does sound like a sex position. Probably just a morality tale, though. They're all morality tales, Sarah. God, what was it? Uh, the white snake was also one that could have been pretty horny. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, the title made me laugh. And, uh, that's, that's where we're going with that. God damn well, it. There was one that was like, this is, it's a funny word to me, but I don't know if it'll. Uh, 
Am I stalling why I try to remember how to do my fairy tale voice? Maybe. Definitely. Ah, yes. The wishing table, the gold ass, and the cudgel in the sack was the one that I um, almost did. Anyway, but we're going to read the singing bone. Wow. Lots to unpack in that title. <laughs> I know. That's why I decided not to go. There's too much going on. All right. <sighs> in a certain country, there was once a great lamentation over a wild boar that ravaged the farmer's fields, killed the cattle, and ripped up people's bodies with its tusks. Yikes. <laughs> Like I said, the horniest one I could find, yeah. (laughs) Very horny. The king promised a large reward to anyone who would free the land from this plague, but the beast was so big and strong that no one dared go near the forest in which it lived. At last, the king gave notice that whoever should capture or kill the wild boar should have his only daughter as wife. Why do kings do this? Not a gift to be given, you asshole. (laughs) A full human person. All right. Now there lived in the country two brothers, sons of a poor man who declared themselves willing to undertake the hazardous enterprise because they were horny. (laughs) The elder, who was crafty and shrewd out of pride. The younger, who was innocent and simple from a kind heart. Neither of these are going to be great for boar hunting or good husband material. No, I I wouldn't want either. (laughs) It's like, do you... (laughs) Do you want a Disney villain or do you want Ben Stiller and Tropic Thunder? <laughs> simple was simple Ben. No, I think that's a bear. Uh, or Forrest Gump. That's what it is. It's for Forrest some reason Gump. I'm just picturing the governor from Pocahontas or Forrest <laughs> Gump. This woman is spoiled for choices. Okay. So the king said, in order to be sure of finding the beast, you must go into the forest from opposite sides. So the elder went in on the west side and the younger on the east. When the younger had gone a short way, a little man stepped up to him. He held in his hand a black spear and said, I give you this spear because your heart is pure and good. And with this, you can boldly attack the wild boar and it will do you no harm. He thanked the little man, shouldered the spear and went on fearlessly. No background on the little man, I guess. All right. Just, you know, every little forest has a little man who gives you (laughs) gifts. It's true. Have you never gone into a forest? Not this kind of forest. Not a German forest. (laughs) Well, there you go. Uh, Before long, he saw the beast, which rushed at him, but he held the spear towards it. And in its blind fury, it ran so swiftly against it that its heart was cut in two. Then he t- then he took the monster on his back and went homewards with it to the king. It's not a very big boar if he can just throw it on his back. Yeah, you're the only one who could hunt this thing down? Like, no one in this country owned a gun? Uh, no, Sarah. We're still giving away women as gifts for hunting boars. I don't think we're in an era of guns yet. Uh, as he came out at the other side of the wood, there stood at the entrance a house where people were making merry with wine and dancing. His elder brother had gone in there and, thinking that after all the boar would not run away, was going to drink until he felt brave. But when he saw his young brother coming out of the wood laden with his booty, his envious (laughs) evil heart, he had a fat ass. It was a liability, honestly. This is a horny story. Oh, God. Uh, Envious evil heart gave him no peace. He called out to him, come in, dear brother, rest and refresh yourself with a cup of wine. The youth, who suspected no evil, went in and told him about the good little man who had given him the spear with which he had slain the boar. The elder brother kept him there until the evening, and then they went away together, 
And when in the darkness they came to a bridge over a brook, the elder brother let the other go first. And when he was halfway across, he gave him such a blow from behind that he fell down dead. Oh. Uh, He buried him beneath the bridge and took the boar and carried it to the king, pretending that he had killed it. Whereupon he obtained the king's daughter. That is a... mm. (laughs) Obtained. Uh, And when his younger brother did not come back, he said, the boar must have killed him and everyone believed it. The end. But as nothing remains hidden from God, (laughs) this black deed was to come to light. Years afterwards, a shepherd, years afterwards, a shepherd was driving his herd across the bridge and saw lying in the sand beneath a, uh, and saw lying in the sand beneath a snow white little bone. He thought that it would make a good mouthpiece. I don't know. Uh, uh, so he, I assume for like a horse. Like a harmonica? No, like, like a bit that you put in a horse's mouth, oh, maybe. Hmm. Anyway, okay. So he thought it would make a good one of those. Um, so he clambered down, picked it up, and cut out of it a mouthpiece for his horn. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was anticipating some singing, so I was thinking musically. Oh, my God. Uh, but when he blew through it for the first time, to his great astonishment, the bone began of its own accord, his, its own accord to sing. <laughs> and this is the song that it sang. <laughs> and this is what caught my eye when I was scrolling, or scrolling, flipping through stories. All right. Oh, God. Ah, friend, you blow upon my bone. <laughs> Long have I lain beside the water. My brother slew me for the boat for the boar and took for his wife the king's young daughter. What a wonderful horn, said the shepherd. It sings by itself. I must take it to my lord the king. Oh my god. And when he came with it to the king, the horn again began to sing its little song, like the WB frog. <laughs> I the song and he's like oh he's singing about the king i should take it to the king the king understood it all and ordered the ground below the bridge to be dug up and then the whole skeleton of the murdered man came to light the wicked brother could not deny the deed and was sewn up in a sack and drowned oh christ but the bones of the murdered (laughs) but the bones of the murdered man were laid to rest in a beautiful tomb in the churchyard and nothing was said about the woman who no longer had a husband and no word on her. Presumably got married off for some other political reason. For another convenient. large animal. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would say this was pretty horny. That that older brother did murder his brother so he could marry a princess. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yep. Well, let's, let's turn up the romance. Uh, definitely a good Valentine's Day tale. <laughs> Yeah, you know, all those stories about very thematically appropriate for the holidays. Uh, our our second and last tale, our romantic one, is called Sweetheart Roland. Aw. This was entirely picked up on title. I didn't read any of it. Um, There was no song to draw me to it or anything. Great. Okay. I love it. I'm sure it's just beautiful and lovely. Just like Oppenheimer. There was once on a time a woman who was a real witch and had two daughters, one ugly and wicked, and this one she loved because she was her own daughter, and one beautiful and good, and this one she hated because she was her stepdaughter. I feel like I've heard all of these before. Did they just tell the same, like, three stories again and again? Yeah. The stepdaughter once had a pretty apron, which the other fancied so much that she became envious and told her mother that she must and would have the apron. Be quiet, my child, said the old woman, and you shall have it. Your stepsister has long deserved death tonight, and when she is asleep, I will come and cut her head off. (laughs) 
Only be careful that you are at the far side of the bed and push her well to the front. It would have been all over with the poor girl if she had not just then been standing in the corner and heard everything. <laughs> I'm just imagining Jeez, like look a look around the room, a one room like cabin and they're having this conversation and the other one is just like, I can fucking hear you. <laughs> this is a 10 by walls. 10 room. <laughs> All day long, she dared not go out of doors, and when bedtime had come, the witch's daughter got into bed first so as to lie at the far side. But when she was asleep, the other pushed her gently to the front and took for herself the place at the back close by the wall. Oh, jeez. In the night, oh, in the night, the old woman came creeping in. She held an axe in her right hand and felt it with her left to see if anyone was lying on the outside. And then she grasped the axe with both hands and cut her own child's head off. That's pretty cold from the daughter. Like, you could just leave. Well, when she had gone away, the girl got up and went to her sweetheart, who was called Roland. Aw, oh, sweet Roland. And knocked on his door. When he came out, she said to him, Hear me, dearest Roland, we must fly in all haste. My stepmother wanted to kill me, but she has struck her own child. When daylight comes and she sees what she has done, we shall be lost. Some real hereditary shit. <laughs> but, said Roland, I counsel you first to take away her magic wand, or we cannot escape if she pursues us. Always thinking, Roland. Uh, hmm. The maiden fetched the magic wand, and she took the dead girl's head and dropped three drops of blood on the ground. One in front of the bed, one in the kitchen, and one on the stairs. Okay. Then she hurried away with her lover. When the old witch got up the next morning, she called her daughter and wanted to give her the apron, but she did not come. Then the witch cried, Where are you? Here on the stairs. I am sweeping, answered the first drop of blood. The old woman went out, but saw no one on the stairs and cried again, Where are you? This is the first fucking page. <laughs> I also forgot this was all over an apron. <laughs> well, and 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 uh, th th they were kind of assholes, but, you know, I think all everyone at this too, point, except Roland yeah. is an asshole. Roland just makes poor decisions. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, cried again. Where are you? Here in the kitchen. I am warming myself, cried the second drop of blood. She went into the kitchen, but found no one. Then she cried again. Where are you? Ah, here in the bed. I am sleeping, cried the third drop of blood. Mm. She went into the room to the bed, and what did she see there? Her own child, who's- Did she not clean up the fucking body from the night before? Yeah, she just left it in the bed, apparently. <laughs> uh, what did she see there? Her own child, whose head she had cut off, bathed in her blood. The witch fell into a passion, sprang to the window, and as she could look forth quite far into the world, she perceived her stepdaughter hurrying away with her sweetheart, Roland. I do love that her plan was like, okay, uh, get into this bed that you share with your sister. And while you're in bed with her, I'll cut off her head. Uh, and then just stay in the bed with the decapitated body of your dead sister yeah, all night. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, I'm not going to like check, flip a light on, clean up. I'll wake her up. <laughs> <laughs> that shall not serve you, cried she. Even if you have gone a long way off, you shall still not escape me. She put on her boots in which she went an hour's walk with every step and was not long before she overtook them. Damn, those are some good boots. I want those boots. What Maybe. are those, Doc Martens? Uh, the girl, however, when she saw the old woman striding towards her, used her magic wand to change her sweetheart Roland into a lake and herself into a duck swimming in the middle of it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? What is her game here? What's her plan? 
Well, we have a page and a half to find out. The witch placed her placed herself on the shore, threw breadcrumbs in, and took great pains to entice the duck. But the duck did not let herself be enticed, and the old woman had to go home at night as she had come. Swim out into the middle of the lake, man. Um, at this, the girl and her sweetheart Roland resumed their natural shapes again, and they walked on the whole night until daybreak. Then the maiden changed herself into a beautiful flower, which stood in the middle of a briar hedge, and her sweetheart Roland into a fiddler. I assume someone with a fiddle, and not, like, something that we've never heard of, but also <laughs> that's, like, weird. It's like, I'm gonna be this plant, and you're gonna take up an instrument. Yeah, it's like, what's what's the point of Roland at that point? Yeah, Roland is contributing very little to the story for it being named after him. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> it's a real Kennergy happening right now. <laughs> uh, it was not long before the witch came striding towards them and said to the musician, okay, Dear musician, may I pluck that beautiful flower for my- Oh, God. Flower for myself. Oh, yes, he replied. I will play to you while you do it. And she was hastily creeping into the hedge and was just going to pluck the flower, for she well knew who the flower was. He began to play, and whether she would like it or not, she was forced to dance, for it was a magical dance. And she was probably a white lady, and if there's anything I know about white people, it's we can't resist fiddle music. Can't resist a fiddle. Mm -mm. They start and those knees go up. Um, the quicker he played, the more violent springs she was forced to make, <laughs> and the thorns tore her clothes from her body and pricked her and wounded her and until she bled. And as he did not stop, she had to dance till she lay dead on the ground. Roland murdered a woman. Good lord. This, again, this was all over an apron. <sighs> when they were saved, Roland said, now I will go to my father and arrange for the wedding. Then in the meantime, I will stay here and wait for you, said the girl, and that no one may recognize me, I will change myself into a red milestone. Then when Roland went away, the girl stood like a red milestone in the field and waited for her beloved. But when Roland got home, he fell into the snares of another, who prevailed on him so far that he forgot the maiden. Fuck you, Roland! Good Christ. He couldn't even get home without cheating on her! <laughs> this, I think the story is that men are useless. That's the moral of the tale. God, don't date a musician. <laughs> The poor girl remained there for a long time, but at length, as he did not return at all, she was sad and changed herself into a flower and thought, someone will surely come th come this way and trample me down. God damn it. Oh. It happened, however, that a shepherd kept his sheep in the- f Oh, God, this could go two ways. Oh, oh, boy. That a shepherd kept his sheep in the field and saw the flower, and it was so pretty he plucked it and took it with him and laid it away in his chest. From that time forth, strange things happened in the shepherd's house. When he arose in the morning, all the work was already done, the room was swept, the table and benches cleaned, and the fire on the hearth was lighted, and the water was fetched. And at noon, when he came home, the table was laid, and a good dinner served. He could not conceive how this came to pass, for he never saw a human being in his house, and no one could have, could have concealed himself in it. He was certainly pleased with this good attendance, but still, at last, he was so afraid that he went to a wise woman and asked, her, asked for her advice. The wise woman said, there is some enchantment behind it. Listen very early some morning, if anything is moving in the room. And if you see anything, let it be what it may. Throw a white cloth over it and the magic will be stopped. Was she a bird in a cage? Just throw a sheet over her. <laughs> Put it right to sleep. And she'll think it's nighttime and go, go to sleep. <laughs> the shepherd did as she bade him. And the next morning, just as day dawned, he saw the chest open and the flower come out. Swiftly, he sprang towards it and threw a little white cloth over it. 
Instantly, the transformation came to an end and a beautiful girl stood before him, who told him that she had been the flower and that up to this time she had attended to his housekeeping. She told him her story and since she pleased him, he asked her if she would marry him, but she answered no, for she wanted to remain faithful to her sweetheart Roland, although he had deserted her. However, she promised not to go away, but to go on keeping house for the shepherd. We have one paragraph to fix things for this wo- this woman. It, it better be a good paragraph, because Emily, I have a lot of thoughts about the story. And now the time drew, because the shepherd seems like a pretty nice guy. Um, and mm. now the time drew near when Roland's wedding was to be celebrated. And then, according to an old custom in the country, it was announced that all the girls were to be present at it and sing in honor of the bridal pair. When the faithful maiden heard of this, she grew so sad that she thought her heart would break and she would not go. But the other girls came and took her. When her turn came to sing, she stepped back until at last she was the only one left. And <laughs> so dramatic. And then she could not refuse. But when she began her song, it reached Roland's ears. He sprang up and cried, I know that voice. That is the true bride. I will have no other. Everything he had forgotten and which had vanished from his mind had suddenly come home again to his heart. Then the faithful maiden held her wedding with her sweetheart Roland, and grief came to an end and joy began. And then Emily is adding the part where the girl that Roland was going to marry married the shepherd. The end. I hate everything about this. First of all. It sounded like it would be a sweet story. First of all. I dislike that we named the story after Roland when Roland did fuck all and then cheated on his girlfriend and then still got her back in the end for no reason other than like he just decided to take her back and then she just went back to him and he like did absolutely nothing to deserve that. Uh, And also this weird shepherd, like he just picks her up as a flower and then she just does chores for him for no reason and like but he's cool with that so that's why he's gonna ask her to be his wife this mysterious girl he's never (laughs) met but he she did all his chores he loves that about her that's great that's her value i guess um but also pretty shitty that they described that the only reason roland cheated on her was that he was in staring by another so it's this woman's fault that he cheated on her it makes it sound (laughs) like he just forgot what he was doing there are so many aspects of this story that are just completely shitty. And that isn't even the part about the witch and the apron and the decapitation. The The two murders. That all was fine. Whatever. (laughs) That's some fairy tale shit. Cool. Love decapitating your own daughter. Great. Second half of that story. Misogynistic bullshit. (laughs) Happy Valentine's day, everybody. Look, man, I just work here. Uh, (laughs) that's those are our valentine <laughs> stories everybody i i hope you feel horny or loved or never want to see a man again in your life <laughs> honestly i'd understand the maybe two of those things <laughs> that's that's i mean what what is our show about if not those three themes i think being maybe. disgusted and horny at the same time <laughs> <laughs> it's like a david lynch movie um <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been made horny by a David Lynch movie. That's I would hope not. If if you do, um, you might want to consider therapy. I don't know if they can <clears throat> fix that one. Um, <laughs> like the film Saltburn. That's where we are. Definitely not a movie that ruined my life. Um, although it, it it is nice to to know that um, a, a female director uh, was allowed to make people feel um, 
uncomfortable and weird in a way that I thought only Darren Aronofsky was allowed to. I love, I do love that. I would say I, in, in my own, uh, typical Sarah fashion, have only read the Wikipedia synopsis and know that I can never watch it because I would just be deeply uncomfortable the whole time. Uh, it took me two sittings. <laughs> um, but I, I support Emerald Fennell and I'm glad that she put out such a deeply disgusting film. She truly is my midge. <laughs> midge, midge, 2024. I'm, I am glad that we got such like a weird little fucked up midge. Like, God could bless. not have asked for better. All right, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.